Hey, marking out, it's the Long Island IZ Zack Ryder. Take care, spike your hair. Woo, 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 you know it. This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We marking out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We marking out, y'all. Marking out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We marking out, y'all. Spreading like this Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We marking out, y'all. Marking out. Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to a, another edition of Mark It Out, Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode 492. Nope. And, nope, 495. <laughs> and we thank you for listening to this online listening experience in podcast form. Social media-wise, you can go to Facebook.com slash Out, Twitter.com slash Out. YouTube and Instagram.com slash MarkingOut11. Uh, I've got my mask right here. See? We're wearing it. We did our blood test. No, I'm kidding. Um, oh, I was like, wait a minute. What? <laughs> that was so it. stupid. I mean, well, listen. Like, I, I'm assuming they probably got a bunch of flack for that. So, they, you know, they wanted to make attention to it. But anyway, you can buy our mer- uh, YouTube and Instagram.com slash MarkNet11. Um, watch our wear a mask video, which is kind of outdated now since, you know, allegedly uh, the libraries are open and stuff like that. Yeah, which I went to today and I saw a UPS driver walk in and out without a mask. <sighs> like, Man. what the hell? You... Yeah, I know. And the um, library, you're supposed to, like, they, like... There normally there's a security guard there, but uh, but he 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 I guess took a break or whatever. But I don't go in the library. I just do curbside gimmicks. Curbside gimmicks. And yeah. speaking of gimmicks, we have a whole bunch of them at ProWrestlingTees.com. Right? Wow! Bravo to me, Barry Horowitz, myself here. Uh, ProWrestlingTees.com slash marking out. Pick up some shirts. That's very cool. Email us marking out one at gmail.com. We're always looking for music. There's been a lot of music put out this week, and before I ask him how he's doing, uh, Dave probably isn't going to be here. We don't know. Uh, I, but I believe can, yes. I, oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> he's, uh, we had some uh, different opinions this morning in a conversation. But anyway, you can follow him on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore MO, and I hope uh, Selena, whatever her name is, followed him because that would be hilarious. Huge oh. pop for me. <laughs> um, as you could hear, and I said, my name's Chris. You can follow me on Twitter, Chris Sweendog. And I'm here with Brandon, our social influencer, who you can follow on Twitter at BTTG161. Brandon, how you doing? I'm doing awesome, as always, and yourself? I'm doing great. Speaking of music, Taylor Swift, what'd you think? Uh, it was, it's good. There's one it's, song it's missing. good? I, I need to hear the last song now. Why do you, what is it, like a... It's a yeah, bonus a, track exclusive? on the physical CD only. Really? Yeah. So Keeping physical in like CDs alive. So. Nice. Yeah. Solid, as they like to say. But so, yeah, cool. I what like, else happened? I like the album. I, I made more food, of course, this week. Um, marinated burgers again for the first time, I think, in a year. I don't know if it was a year or two years. Maybe a year, that seems more likely. But uh, they're so good. Like, it's such a good yeah. way to get, like, more flavor throughout the whole hamburger patty so i i, I threw yeah. in some soy sauce some brown sugar some hoisin sauce for the first time Ooh. and a bunch of other stuff mixed that up marinated it grilled it 
made a chili burger out of it with my leftover chili. Uh, and then I also made a corn and onion pizza. I figured it'd be like a, a summery pizza. I don't get the I don't get the corn. It was really on good. there. It was really good. And I would I would highly suggest making it. Not that like canned corn gimmick. I'm talking like fresh off the the corn cob. Okay. So just cut it off, or or stupidly do what I do and take one nibble it off at a time. <laughs> That's what. And she's sitting right next to me. That's what Rachel does when she eats corn. She eats one because she doesn't like getting in her teeth. So she'll take one oh, corn yeah. kernel at a time and pick it off. And hey, listen, it doesn't get stuck to her teeth like me. The savage just sits there and just goes. That's yeah. It's literally the one of the absolute worst you. things you could possibly eat out at a restaurant is a cob of corn. It gets everywhere. There's juices flying left and right. It's all stuck in your teeth. You can't you can't eat that properly at a restaurant. Yeah, no corn. You can't unless it, you it, get yeah. You shave it off with the knife. Yeah, but, yeah. You know. But like it's like one of those other foods. It's like. Um, like ribs, to me, you can't eat ribs at a restaurant. It's too messy, no. especially with a beard. It goes everywhere. Yeah. Even chicken wings should... are a little suspect. Sounds like I'm eating chicken wings. Chicken wings, you could, like, is a smaller bite, but it's still, like, it's still, still yeah. a messy thing. It is. Tis. Tis a messy thing. All right, so some cooking, some Taylor Swift listening. What else? Uh, that's about it. What about, uh, how was your week? Um, it was... Good. I'm trying to remember. This weekend was uh, nothing fun, exciting. Um, we've Jordan's been having, my son has been having a uh, back, backyard soccer camp. So the company that we usually do a soccer with, they do like backyard gimmicks where, you know, a following in his comes father's the footsteps. What's up? If I said following in his father's footsteps. Yeah, doing backyard gimmicks. Backyard. Uh, <laughs> um, but Turmoil. you know, they, the soccer the soccer coach comes to the backyard and you know they do drills and they do a game and stuff like that in the backyard. It was awesome. In your backyard? Yeah, my backyard. She wore a mask the entire time. Oh, all four I thought days. like you were hosting like a whole team. I was like, no, it was it was Jordan and his two friends. That's it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So uh, other than that, some uh, post production stuff and um, nothing really else fun and exciting. Uh, I'm excited for this weekend as Talking Shop Mania is on Saturday, so yeah. we're gonna get the projector out. Well, I'm gonna get the projector out. Put over, put over little... big time on the old impact ski. I know, I saw, um, and and it just looks so ridiculously great. I did not realize that, like when I saw the trailer, it didn't click to me that Hornswoggle was Zack Ryder. I I didn't click to me either because <laughs> the first trailer they released, it was just it was. Um, it was just a rapid delivery. Rory Fox in the ring calling out Matt. Well, the first thing that I saw was was Hornswoggle coming out with Hawkins, and he's wearing the yeah. Always Ready T-shirt. And then I see the rapid Rory Fox promo, and then I watched a longer version of it today, and I was like, "Oh, he's supposed to be Zack Ryder." I get it. It's gonna be it's gonna be ridiculous, and you know we're gonna have some friend we're gonna have some bros over at the house. We have a little socially distant. Uh, Viewing of it, it'll be fun. So, and speaking of uh, impacts, uh, let's uh, hop into impacts because we're going to try to s- start talking about it regularly. <laughs> I don't know why it took me that long to say that. Oh, and I, before we start, that new music this week. You got a bunch of new music this week. I got a new uh, EP from uh, AFI Side Project, Black Black Audio, which is awesome. If you like, uh, you know, dancey, poppy style music, which is, you know, interesting from the band that they're in, um, I highly recommend it. 
It's a lot of fun. You know, I didn't know that AEW had a bunch of theme songs already on uh, on iTunes since dating back to March. Yeah, brother. And they had like Legend one, and I was like, Great Muda. Why is Great Muda have one? I completely forgot that they had him there for a, as a judge. That goofy gimmick that they did. I forget. When he was a judge, it was him, Malenko, and somebody else. Oh, maybe that was my I don't want to watch wrestling phase during the beginning of quarantine. Uh, I, I don't know. That wasn't during quarantine. It was during they had the crowd there. It was like the the, the the decision fall. I think I don't know if MGF was involved or something. Maybe Cody. I, I, I don't know. Um, I forget about that. But, but yeah, uh, yeah. yeah and I'm, Butcher I'm, the Blades music is on there. I'm more cool. excited. They, they're selling it on Bandcamp too first, but I believe uh, come August, the, the second wave of AEW theme songs are going to be on iTunes. So I definitely think I'm going to be buying that Vicky Guerrero theme song. You would. It's just, you it's would. too catchy. I don't know. It's like, I'll be super embarrassed listening to it, but it'll be super catchy that I can't not buy it. Oh, my God. All right, so let's talk about Impact. Uh, um, yeah, the Impact you know, we, we Championship want... was on the line. Uh, Eddie Edwards yeah. defended it in an open challenge of sorts, um, promised the spot to Trey Miguel last week, and uh, they had a match. It was a slow start for a match with these two. But once it picked up, it was, it was good. And uh, I wasn't super drawn to it, but... Uh, overall, it was a good match. Eric Young came out afterwards and said that he's going to be getting in the ring on his time. Yeah, the world-class maniac, Eric Young. Yeah, moving on to Wrestle House, something I I don't understand. I, I didn't know if it was like something I missed beforehand uh, coming into it, but it's brand new. Uh, it's very entertaining. It's really ent- – I saw bits and pieces of it. Um, you really get to see everybody shine in a different character. Like Tommy Dreamer is the, the what looks like the, the co-host, he's the, the, the host of He's it? the homeowner. It's his, it's his house in in Tennessee that he Airbnbs for people, I guess. <laughs> Quote, unquote. Yeah. But, I, dude, I was super puzzled. At one point, Abyss was here. And I'm like – I don't know how they did I, it. I'm like, I'm pretty sure he's – with WWE again. I don't know how he's here. Uh, but yes, he is with WWE again. I confirmed that. <laughs> and uh, and there was archival footage. I can't wait to confirm other things later. It was archival footage of Abyss. So that was... I, I don't know. It's kind of like uh, Carney, but uh, at the same time, whatever. Good on you for... <laughs> I think it fits... I think it fits the gimmick of Wrestle House. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But And, and also, they, they mentioned ECW a lot, which was surprising. Yeah, because Tommy Dreamers, Tommy Dreamers work for everybody, so you can't yell at Tommy Dreamer for not mentioning ECW. Yeah, and I like that. At one point, there were two teams that had a disagreement, and uh, at the same time, they were like, everyone's like, oh, you got to call for a truce, you got to call for a truce, and they were like, no way, Jose. And uh, Tommy Dreamer pops in, he goes, no, we didn't sign him. (laughs) I, I popped big time with that. I thought that was hilarious. But we had matches in Wrestle House. Uh, AC Romero defeated Crazy Steve for the right to sleep in the wrestling ring. Later in, later on, the the Deaners got into an argument with each other over sleeping and snoring. Dreamer made a match, uh, and then Jake Deaner defeated Cody for uh, the right to sleep in the bed or whatever. And then they called the truce after uh, Cody found an, an RV. 
So he's going to be sleeping in a luxurious, a luxurious, that was weird, RV. Yeah, hey, listen, it's something different. And I said it last week on the show that Bully Ray said it kind of is like a hybrid. You know, you get your, your Smash Mouth excellent wrestling that you would get from AEW. You get your cinematic style, funny, comedic entertainment style that you get from WWE. Yes, I know people are complaining, oh, my God, the quality is so terrible. Then don't yeah. watch. If you're going to complain, if that's the thing you're going to complain about most, then just don't watch it. <laughs> it, it. It does suck that the quality of the uh, actual show itself isn't uh, up to 2020 standards, but that's whatever. Yeah, but uh, pe- but people will go on independent wrestling TV and watch it like, oh, this is so great, and they won't crucify yeah. that. Yeah. It's just because Impact Wrestling is on a major network, they uh, think that not they have network. this unlimited budget like <laughs> WWE has. So... Anywho, but yeah, you had, you had a bunch of other stuff. Um, they had EC3, another vignette for him. Moose ends up uh, saying he's not going to be challenging EC3. Um, actually, no. I believe Moose did challenge EC3. Um, well, maybe not. No, but I, he, I don't think so. He, he teased it, but he then... Um, oh, it wasn't. It wasn't EC3. Heath. Yes, it wasn't EC3. Sorry. Yes, he said he's absolutely not facing EC3. Heath stepped in though and and got the challenge. And then Scott Demore said if Heath wins next week, he'll be open. Uh, he'll be opening a roster spot for Heath. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Uh, although it's kind of reminiscent of when he was a free agent with WWE and and got his earned his spot on SmackDown. But whatever. Okay. Uh, yeah, but, but whatever. You know? Yeah, okay. It's Plus. very similar. Comparing it's everything just, to WWE. It's again. very similar. It's very similar. But Deanna Perrazzo, I believe, defended the championship uh, against no. Kimberly. It wasn't on the line? It was not on the line. Oh, so she just she wrestled Kimberly. Uh, I think Perrazzo. Awesome hard-hitting match. Yeah, Perrazzo's one of the best wrestlers in that company. Uh, yeah, Jordan Grace came out afterwards with her arm in a sling, takes the sling off after getting into the ring and attacked Deanna Perrazzo. What do you think about an Iron Woman match between the two of them? Um, well, I didn't see the, the match at Slammiversary, but you oh, ranted and raved about it, so sure, yeah. why not? Right, I would, cool. I would maybe, maybe. much rather prefer to see... Uh, an Iron Woman match such as that on actual television than it would be on pay-per-view. Uh, because Impact, they, they have so many segments. There are way too many segments, I think, on, AE, on AEW, on Impact for, for my taste. It, it literally, it goes, it goes match, segment, 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 match, Segment, 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 match. Because it's not WWE, and you're setting it to that standard. It's but, something but that, different. Again, so many it's segments. different. That's a lot of segments. I said segment a lot of times just now. <laughs> yeah, and I don't you know why I did. So let's continue. Times I said segments. I couldn't get nope, brother. That's not, that's uh, the ABV is too low for me. Sorry. Next up, you had Katie Forbes reveal her new website photos, but it was then hacked by Sammy Callahan, which, I mean, I like it. I guess going forward now, it's going to be Sammy Callahan RVD feud. I'm pretty sure sure her entrance is against Twitch TOS. 
Okay. So it's like it's I'm walking a fine line there. Um, but yeah, I I'm not uh, I, I just I don't I'm not into this. I'm not into I, this segment at all. I don't know. I I mean I wasn't in, in, into it either, but I would rather just you know continue on with other things. Rich Swan again segment cutting a promo uh, about his uh, medical diagnosis and everything after Slamversary. Um, you know, talks he blames Eric Young, so maybe it'll be Eric Young and Rich Swan having a feud leading up to whoever's going to face Eddie Edwards. Yeah, Swan will be there next week. Um, they also had a, a segment backstage with the Rascals, uh, and Suicide was there, and they they did like a, a, a smoke circle. But I and then the only reason why I mentioned that is to put our our video over. I think personally, uh, <laughs> Cooking with Brandon episode three was better. Yeah, it was, it was shot by one person. <laughs> Uh, but the main event of the evening saw the Good Brothers take on Reno Scum and win. Ace Austin comes out to watch the match. Uh, but I, I again, I felt like nothing really happened in any of the matches on Impact. It, but it was, again, as I said next week, as I said last week, I'll say it again next week because you'll probably be like, nothing happened again. Uh, um, it really, there... You, you, go ahead. There really doesn't, ha- like, not much happened. I know, but again, you're trying to kind of re, you know, reintroduce everybody to Impact Wrestling. They have probably have a whole bunch of new people, so you kind of have to not let every anything happen at first, so that way you can, you know, these people can start digesting all. You know, you're gonna probably have a bunch of Carl Anderson, Luke Gallows fans come in and have not seen anybody like Reno Scum before, not seen anybody like the Rascals, not seen anybody. Like Deanna Perrazzo, even right. though they might be familiar with NXT, so you kind of have to have let nothing happen so people can get accustomed to all these guys, if you know what I mean. Yeah, so Ace Austin ends up distracting the Good Brothers, and Madman Fulton came out, attacked Gallows while Austin attacked Anderson. They brawled backstage, and then it ended with the, the technical difficulties cutoff gimmick to end the yeah. episode. But yeah, I'm looking forward to more Good Brothers. I'm looking forward to uh, Hawkins finally, or Brian Myers finally debuting. Uh, well, yeah. not debuting, returning, I should say, because he's been in Impact before, former tag team champion. So, yeah. And yeah. I'm looking forward to EC3's first match. More well, Kyrie Ray. EC3 does. I was, I was listening to an interview this week with EC3 saying that he's just going to be everywhere. He's like, yeah, Impact's not my home. I might be here. I might be Impact today. I might be somewhere else tomorrow, which teases me to believe like he's going to be doing something uh, really interesting with this whole self-discovery and kind of knowing his self-worth as a uh, as a professional wrestler. It's weird that Impact is like, oh, EC3, how did he get in the arena? How is he here? He shouldn't be here. But then they go ahead and air his content. Hey, listen, he's giving them their content. And that's the most important thing. Yeah. Um, moving so, on from Tennessee, going down south to Jacksonville, Florida. That might be directly across. I'm not sure. Is it? I don't know. Should we Google map it? We could, yeah. You got Google map pulled up? <laughs> uh, I do, but let's continue talking while I do this. Jacksonville to, uh, to uh, Nashville, Tennessee. But the best friends and Jurassic Express defeated the inner circle in a uh, five-on-five tag team match. Marco Stunt not in the match, but used during the match. I don't know how that was not a uh, disqualification. But oh, they, they, love, not, they uh... love not DQing people there. But I liked, 
I would have, uh, honestly, I would have completely forgot that Jim Ross wrestled Jack Swagger until Jim Ross brought up how Hager had him locked in an ankle lock once. I completely um, so, drew that out of blue or forgot about that. I don't know what's going to say. But yeah. um, Daly's place is about a nine-hour drive southeast. All right. Yeah. All right. So continuing on, um, I think I thought this is a you know start the show off hot. Start with a you know fun ten-man match. A lot. Best it friend. went. It went like it just like fell apart though towards the beginning. Um, and big end to the match is Matt Hardy, Matthew Hardy, whatever you want to call him. Um, you know, this week, Matt Hardy coming out and saying that he is kind of upset with the direction of his AEW debut, you know, due to, you know, COVID things. He thought he would be a little bit more over if there was fans in the stands. Um, and now he's just going to be the real him, allegedly, and just be Matthew Hardy. Yeah. So, so he, he, um, pushed... he distracts him. Yep, distracts Sammy Guevara. And uh, Luchasaurus pins. Did was it me? I was watching on my phone. Did Luchasaurus's mask come off? I don't recall seeing that. Okay, because I thought it didn't. He's like, oh wait a minute, I know that guy. That looks oh, like somebody I know. So here's the thing: that line happened before Matt Hardy appeared. Okay. I think Matt Hardy appeared off camera, and Jim Ross might have goofed. Ah, uh, okay. Because, like, when you add up the fact that, like, as soon as Matt Hardy appeared, I was like, oh, that's where that weird line was from. Yeah. Uh, after yeah. that, we saw John Moxley, John Moxley, uh, speaking about Ricky Starks and Brian Cage, and he said he doesn't start fights, but he finishes them. Always, I always finish them. But yep. that leads they into... Had a big, uh... I'm oh, sorry, go on. No, I said, you know, leading into the uh, the, the main event for the evening. Yes. Uh, no, yes. Next but match next for up. the TNT Championship saw Cody defeating Warhorse. Uh, Which to I, thought this was a, I thought this was a great match. Yeah, and it was also, like, it was awesome. Like, the internet got way behind Warhorse. Yeah. It got I him notice. Had- they took notice. And, uh, yeah, it was a, a nice showcase for him. I wish they uh, would have uh, allowed him to have a promo before the match, though. His promos also, are awesome. Um, yeah, I thought the elbow drop he did was great. He got a nice amount of you know stuff in to kind of put him over. Um, and even Jr. too. Jr. had the one quote. He said like, uh, "Warhorse is out wrestling the champion," which I thought was cool. Um, I I think uh, Twitter wise, Danhausen had the best <laughs> tweet out of the whole night. It just said, kick Arn Anderson in the groin. I laughed really hard about that. Um, But the bigger story was coming after the match. As, you know, after every one of these open challenges and some indie guy comes in, you know, Cody has to shake his hand in the ring. It's becoming so every week this is going to happen, except for last week because Eddie Kingston is just the man. Um, Comes in the ring. And then you have John Silver and Alex Reynolds of the Dark Order come out. Um, it looks like he's gonna about to fight Cody. Cody's about to fight him one on two. Warhorse then put push pushes Cody out of the ring. Warhorse takes the beating, and then it looks like Arn Anderson's gonna come in to beat the Dark Order. And then uh, who comes out out of the right out of the uh, good guy side of the entranceway is none other than always ready Matt Cardona making his AEW debut. Hashtag AEW confirmed finally. Um, and he takes out both uh, Silver and Reynolds with what is now be calling the radio silence. 110% Arn Anderson could have taken Reynolds and Silver, right? 
<laughs> oh, for sure. But for yeah, sure. it's awesome to see uh, Ryder in AEW and on television again. Uh, and it's cool. I think he's like one of the biggest guys out of the whole AEW locker room. Yeah, it's cool in this particular segment because Ryder was facing off Alex and Johnny. And there's yeah, an MYWC kind of connection for all three of them. Uh, three former guests of Marking Out. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. And, uh, yeah, the, they're going to be in a tag match next week. So definitely looking forward to yes. that. So, But this is your way now to get – maybe there's some sort of – you get the TNC championship off of Cody and give it to Matt or whatever it is that you're going to do. Yeah, I don't know how um, – like right now it's weird because they've been teasing a Four Horsemen-esque group for a bit with uh, Tully. That didn't happen this week. Uh, but instead, they had like the the friendship now with with Matt and Cody. Where does that lead to? I don't know. And it was funny too because like on the AEW on TNT Twitter, I guess Britt Baker had it ran over. Uh, she was like running it for the night, doing like stories and stuff. So they're like, "Oh yeah, hey look, uh, look who's here!" And like you know, Matt's backstage. And then uh, Sean Spears comes back. He's like, "Oh yeah, hey look, another one of Cody's friends." <laughs> so. <laughs> Um, it's cool. funny cause we I'm got, excited. it's, it's, uh, in two different companies now or not the, it's opposite genders in the companies in NXT and in, uh, AEW, you have the couples, Adam Cole, Britt Baker, Zack Ryder, or Matt Cardona and Chelsea Green. You're never going to stop calling him Matt Cardona, I, it's, are you? Matt Cardona? I, yeah, Matt I said, Cardona. well, I'm going to try to call him Matt Cardona. I mean, you're going to stop calling him. I'm sorry. No, I it's, flipped myself. It's going to be way too difficult for me to not say Hawkins and Ryder. <laughs> I know it is. It's yeah, like yeah, way yeah. too WWE difficult. WWE and Mark. No, it's just way too difficult. Like who else? Like there's – it's just – that's what – I mean, for a majority of his career, I knew him as that. I didn't know him as as Major, Brett Major. I didn't yes. know him as Brett Matthews like you did. Yeah, that's right. I did know him as Brett Matthews. Uh, but after this, Chris Jericho and the Inner Circle dropped a lot of information for the upcoming weeks. Uh, they were being interviewed by Tony Schiavone. And Chris Jericho said in two weeks he's going to be facing Orange Cassidy in a rematch. There's a lot of truck noise going on outside my house for some reason. Yeah, um, what's going on? I have no idea. It sounds like, uh, I don't know, it sounds like a giant truck. I have no idea. But Jericho said that if... Orange Cassidy uh, loses, or when he gets defeated, Orange Cassidy is going to pay him $7,000 for his now even more stained orange juice jacket, uh, which is funny that it's even more stained now. Uh, And then next week, he'll be challenging Orange Cassidy to a debate with a special guest moderator who will break people's minds. I wonder who it's going to be. Do you... Could they possibly have like a legit like American politician or like a journalist like a Lester Holt that would host a debate or is that like overthinking it? I think you're really overthinking. It's professional wrestling. Who would? But like, who would be like that mind blowing that? I I couldn't even like I don't know. Like Ralphus would would blow people's minds, but I don't know if he's alive. Yeah, or you know, I don't think they. uh... I would thought it thought it that thoroughly through, but they probably did. But I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. 
Uh, next up, you have another promo vignette, you want to call it, uh, with FTR. They're finally signing their AEW contracts, and they have called in Arn Anderson, the tag team specialist, to over you know, double-check the finer points of the deal. Uh, August 12th is now going to be Tag Team Appreciation Night, and FTR is going to be hosting... And then you have Adam Page come in and pour drinks uh, to celebrate the contracts. Yeah. Um, something interesting that they noted for their contract is that FTR matches will exclusively have tag ropes. I like that. It's, well, I guess, yeah. It's something that... Follow the rules. I, I tag think, Team Wrestling. I think every tag match should have that, but yeah. Hey, listen. Uh, speaking of tag matches, up next we have the tag team titles on the line being defended against the Dark Order. Kenny... Omega and Adam Page, I almost called him Kenny Page, uh, retained the titles. Uh, Anna Jay was with Dark Order in her own yes, mask. Sir. Yep, she's got a transformation now. Yeah, Cole Cabana on commentary. Which I like. I like that a lot. What? Cabana being on commentary and being like the blind to what Dark Order is actually doing. Yes. And then Brody Lee comes out after the match, you know. Dark Order's unsuccessful. Looks outstanding. Good to see them in action again. Yeah, it was weird to have two Dark Order segments, but uh, yeah, I enjoyed show. I enjoyed this. Uh, Mr. Brody Lee yelling at Uno and Stu for losing, and then speaking to Kenny Omega and Adam Page about how now they have their friends this week, and the Young Bucks, so oh, let's hop the barricade. They go into the ring or whatever. Uh, Dark Order surrounds the ring. FTR comes out, smashes another styrofoam... Uh, cooler so i guess that's going to be a thing going forward i believe that's how long now. till <laughs> how long do you think uh this you're gonna have ftr styrofoam coolers on uh oh, shop aw.com that's they should get on that right away but that, that's got to be a difficult thing to ship huh probably um i don't know if amazon can ship, ship it uh, yeah i don't know but uh it ends with the elite and ftr or, in wait, the ring what about this you buy the FTR cooler, and then you get two FTR shirts inside. You put it in a bigger box, so that way you, you make it like a package deal. Like, you know, those, like, blind boxes and stuff like that? How cool would that be? Continue. Like they Did ship... I just blow your mind? No, like they ship it in the actual cooler? Yeah. Imagine that. It's, like, plastic-wrapped. They should and just, they they should just like... get, like, those, those uh, regular uh, coolers. Like, the, the hard plastic ones. Yeah, them. but it wouldn't go with the the gimmick. Of the yeah, yeah cooler but, but still, it would still. I obviously it would sell because everybody's like, no AEW merch. <laughs> but yeah. uh, it ends with the elite and FTR in the ring and Dark Order on the entrance ramp. Next week we have Dark Order versus FTR and the elite. Maybe they're just going to be the elite. I don't Does know. Does FTR we'll join? I don't know. Uh, after this, we had Britt Baker addressing Big Swall and. Basically said that Big Swall is going to be getting a uh, a shot at Britt Baker if she defeats an opponent that she chooses. Okay. I don't know who uh, that will be. Maybe it'll be Rebel. Maybe I. That's it. Kind of it. Kind of plays into, right? Yeah. You know. But uh, anyway. After this, up, you. For the AEW Women's Championship, Hikaru Shida defeated Diamante to retain. Um, so the FTR thing to me doesn't make sense that they needed to sign contracts in order to get a tag title shot. 
when Cody and Hikaru Shida both face people for the titles not on the roster. Here we go again. Brandon over, well, no, that's over just, questioning just, AEW's rules because he's not, a big, uh, WWE mark. No, it's just not. It it doesn't fit. Doesn't make sense. Okay. What'd you think of this match? Solid, solid women's match. Um, I thought it was good. Uh, but you know, after this, you have Tony Schiavone talking more about the uh, Deathly Draw, which, which is that upcoming women's tag team cup. Apparently, it's gonna be uh, bl- exclusive what? on YouTube. I don't know. I think they're gonna. It starts next week. They said so. Maybe they're filming stuff before and after AEW. Um, but it's randomly drawn teams via color, and you can't switch partners. And they went into a segment backstage of Nyla Rose and Vicky Guerrero. Uh, of yeah. Nyla drawing her color, and they're like, "Oh, by the way, somebody else drew purple," and it ends up being Cameron, uh, former uh, Funko, Ariana Funko, Andrews, Funko Funkadactyl. Jeez, that was difficult to say. One of the Funko Pops. Oh, yeah, Ariana, Ariane, no, Ariane Andrew. Andrews. I yes. don't think there's an S. Um, I, whatever. Regardless, that's one prowrestlingtees.com slash out. But yeah, she hasn't wrestled since being released from WWE. I know it's March 2016. She was supposed to do uh, Effie's show this year for for Mania weekend. Yeah. By the oh, also by the way, if you want to see a outstanding documentary about the history of the LGBT community in professional wrestling, uh, go to our friend Eric's YouTube, youtubecom slash real to them. Uh, check it out. I was outstanding. Great work done by Eric. Yeah. Um, so continue on with uh, Funkadactyl. So I don't know uh, if she has improved since we had last seen her. Um, I saw there was, uh, I guess you would say maybe split on Twitter of people saying, are you kidding me? I'm saying, are you kidding me? But, you know, I, 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 was, talking to, I was talking to Dave about it this morning. And I was like, you know, their roster isn't the biggest one. And I'm like, and, and one of their best wrestlers is out. And then he just said that Chris Tantlander's not good. And oh, well, that's I want, stupid. He, I want to because spend. he doesn't pay attention to it, though. I know, he doesn't. That's why. He's like, he probably saw a clip on Twitter and hasn't seen anything else. Or probably saw one match on AEW. He's like, yeah, oh, she's not good. But, but, uh, but, both of you, but both of you guys like, went, oh, I want Eva Marie. She wasn't that no, good no, 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 no. Eva Marie, at the end of her WWE career, was way better than what everyone has in their mind of Eva Marie. Her stuff in NXT was, like, miles above what she did when she was untrained on television for the first time. She went to to Kendrick. She trained with Kendrick. She was in NXT. She was way better. And I hope she's in this tournament drawing red. 110% hope she's in this. Um, But maybe with with Cameron... Maybe Nyla is the only one that's going to be wrestling. Yeah. Maybe she doesn't Maybe. need to have like that's that. I think that'd be hilarious. Where it's like they know Cameron's skills aren't really there, so Nyla Rose doesn't even need a tag team partner. We've seen her do incredible things in the past, beat people up. So maybe she doesn't actually need a tag team partner, and she does all the work herself. So I'm looking at the AEW roster right now, and it seems like like they have a, a, a Abaddon. Yeah, maybe team her with Eva, Eva Marie if you're looking for somebody red. Cause she's got that red hair gimmick. But then like Ali, you know, is gonna be somehow magically paired with Brandy, and a Jay. That'll be very um, infuriating, by the way. 
that 110 percent uh, be pissing me off. <laughs> like B B Priestley's on the on the roster. She can't get into the United States right now right. because of travel restrictions. Emmy Sakura is zero and zero in 2020 because of travel restrictions. Statlander's off the uh, in, on the shelf. Mel, when did we see Mel last? Yeah, um, Riho, we haven't seen Riho in forever. She's probably stuck in Japan as well. Sadie Gibbs hasn't wrestled a match in 2020, so same thing, travel restrictions. Um, Shanna, who's 0-3 right now. I don't know if she can travel. I and then Suka Sakuzaki, same thing. So, like, I guess they're going to have to bring in a bunch of, you know, female talent to, you know, kind of work these. Um, Yeah, uh, but maybe Anna Jay somehow gets, now that she's back. Yeah, member of the Dark Order. Yeah. And loses, and Brody, Mr. Brody Lee is furious. Um, next up, however, was a kind of a highlight for me of this. Um, I think, again, yeah, we talk about a lot of promos. Complete but, truthful. Uh, Completely truthful. MJF's State of the Industry Address. Very um, Trumpian, you can kind of say. <laughs> I don't. With the way he I, came off. I don't know about that. I mean, the one thing that caught me was when he's like, yeah, well, watch your smile, sweetheart. You know, make yourself look better. That's the only thing that kind of caught it to me. And looking very Republican with his blue jacket, red tie. I like how he claimed uh, that uh, John Moxley is not his champion. Yeah. And there's a whole website that apparently crashed. That uh, Apparently he set, up, he set up a website or something like that. Apparently it crashed. Oh, and there was like a note I, on. That makes sense now. What I yeah. the other tweet that I saw, but yeah, he basically brought up how a bunch of people on the roster just do flips and tricks for the fans, for internet likes, for gifts, and the fans have been brainwashed into liking stuff like that. And he's like spitting the absolute truth, and I'm like, he's saying, but then it's like on the other side of that, like in real life, it's like boom, that's like a such a marked thing to go on his side because I'm sure he in fact likes all that stuff as well. It's like seeing Cody's tweet saying like, ah, I don't really like the guy, but this is uh it was, yeah. it was, he had everybody listening, but yeah, he, he ends up, uh, I guess calling John Moxley a rip off of stone cold. Yes. His, his subtle truth, his subtle WWE references I thought were really well done. And he yes. brought up how MGF draws bigger ratings than John Moxley. I believe everyone on the internet said that wasn't the case, but he ends up challenging well, Moxley to a, a title match at All Out. But which I think it's time to give MGF the title. Yeah, I, I, Moxley. I've said this. Moxley. Once Moxley got the title, they didn't really do anything with it. It went from being main event to not anything. Yeah, they, but now they they're kind of really building him back up again. But yeah, MJF, that was a fantastic segment. It was it was fantastic. I that's the only word I yeah. can say. It was great. I saw a lot of people, I saw a lot of, you know, veterans of of wrestling were just like, "Yep. They did what exactly what they needed to do with uh with him." So, yeah, well done. Bravo to MJF. Main event was a tornado tag team match featuring John Moxley teaming up with Darby Allen to take on and defeat Brian Cage and Ricky Starks. Um, before, the entrance was played very well. Well, before the match, though, they did the Cajun and Starks did. They had a promo, and I thought that like ran way too long. Like they hyped the hell okay. out of this main event, and then it just stopped, like a dead stop with those promos. But right off of the entrance, Darby hits the, the coffin drop onto them. Um, 
And yeah, this was it was a no DQ. It was a hardcore match. Every Moxley match is a hardcore match, regardless. Which is now two prowrestlingtees.com slash marking out of whether or not the rules say it. But this one now this time said it was. So I just like I don't really care about Moxley at this point. Yeah, well, I mean, you're gonna care about him because he's gonna be in a uh, promo with MJF. Yeah. So that's going to be real cool. Um, I like the ending of this match with the uh, skateboard with the thumbtacks in it to Ricky Stark's back. Yeah, that was uh, brutal. I don't know, like, yeah, I don't know how you, like, accept that. (laughs) You're like, hell yeah, sure, why not? Hit me with thumbtacks. I just, I'll never understand. That's such a weird thing. Have you ever, like, taken a thumbtack and tried to, like, push it into your skin just because you saw Mick (laughs) Foley? No, Brandon. I I've never do done that. Do I've never done week. that. I've never done that either. I've one hundred and ten percent never done that. But I've taken a fork to my my head to try and like cut it up, like Abdullah the Butcher. <laughs> just kidding. You, Mark. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Okay. Come on. I'm just kidding. You're not kidding. Oh, not kidding. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that was oh an happy impression. It was terrible. But uh, next week, Darby Allen. Number five in the rankings, facing John Moxley for the championship. Thoughts on that? Uh, I mean, he's giving somebody an opportunity. He's giving an opportunity. This is second uh, Darby Allen's second uh, opportunity for the AEW championship. I think MJF will get involved somehow. So, or maybe maybe cool. it'll continue where Cage gets involved. I think that makes more. More likely maybe, to happen. Maybe that too. And and hell, MJF will probably get involved as well. Um, and then also, too, we get the uh, in-ring debut of Matt Cardona. Hell teaming yeah. with Cody Rhodes to face off against Alex Re- Alex Reynolds and John Silver of the Dark Water. Um, then we'll see what goes with his daily draw gimmick, too. There are so many <laughs> MYWC slash uh, Creative Pro talents there. Like, Long yeah. Island talent is so strong, and I'm so happy for that. You got Trent. You got MJF. Trent, yep. You got Chris Statlander. You got Taz. Not that he's like... He's like new, uh, old school Long Island, I guess. Yeah, but he's, he's what is he, Cleason, what do you train, Cleason's gym? Yeah. Um, yeah. You have um, Johnny, you have Alex, Cardona now. Max Caster was on, uh, had a cup of coffee yeah. a couple weeks ago. So it's it's cool so, when you see people that you like, not grew up, but like knew from. Well, I grew up, yeah. Yeah, well, you grew up with hum- Matt, <laughs> but like Humble it's cool beginnings. when you when you see people that you knew and interacted with on like more personalish levels, ish. Yeah, and like we've seen like we've seen them up close and personal while wrestling. It's cool. It was funny because I was watching it and Jordan, my, Jordan was awake and I, I was sitting there. And I was like, oh, wow. And then, you know, Rachel's behind me. She's like, oh, look, look who it is. <laughs> um, and Jordan's like, who's that? I'm going to explain to him. I'm like, yeah, I went to high school with him. He's like, do you have a picture? So I, <laughs> I, I had to like scroll through my social media for like 10 years ago. You know, was it a picture a of us or no? No, it was uh, me and Matt and our friend Andrew. Um, and we were after Andrew's birthday. And it was when uh, he had the, sh- the sling on, when he had the, sh- the shoulder surgery, I think it was. So, Wait, yeah, it was like Andrew's 30th birthday. Shoot surgery? Shoot, yeah. I don't remember him having a busted like shoulder. When we were 30, I think. I'll send I'll send you the picture later. Regardless, that's three. ProWrestlingTees.com slash Mark Nout. Fun stuff to look forward to in the world of professional wrestling. Did you know? Um, and that would... Do I know what? Did you know before that that Ryder was going to be on AEW or no? I had no clue. Okay. I was pleasant. I was pleasantly surprised, 
And, you know, here was me the past couple weeks in the show saying, oh, I don't want me, and I'll, I'll use the Mark fanboy notes, oh, I don't want to see him in any of them. You want to see him on the Indies. <laughs> I, I still, I, I, I marked out about it. But, but then again, maybe he's got an open contract because him and Hawkins wanted to do that. Like, if there's a good tag team, we'll face them. That we yeah, want to face them. But now, like, thinking about it, too, like, the matches that I want to see him in AEW are, like, I want to see, obviously, him versus Cody, him versus MJF. Um, him versus Trent could probably rip the house down. Uh, him versus Jericho. Oh, Who man. Else? Dude, it sucks. It, it sucks. It, well, I don't want to say it sucks, but it, it sucks that, that uh, Brian Myers went to Impact and he's not going to be with AEW because him and Trent have, like, the Those best chemistry together. Superstars. Yeah, they have the best chemistry together. Um, if you ever get a chance to go back on the WWE Network and look up Kurt Hawkins versus Trent Beretta, there are so many of them. Definitely highly recommend doing that. But, uh, yeah. yeah Matt versus Warlow. Yeah. That's gonna be, that would be an awesome match. Two, uh, one big, two big guys that could go. Uh, I wonder if we, gonna... we've probably seen Zack Ryder versus Chris Jericho. Maybe. I don't know. I don't think so. Like live? Yes, we have. Monday Night Raw, March 28th, 2016 is the first thing that comes up. Oh, okay. I I don't remember it. I wasn't there probably because I used to work Monday nights and didn't go to Raw's. I wonder, well, wait, when I say we, I mean like the WWE universe, <laughs> the wrestling oh. industry. I don't know oh, if that took place live. in Brooklyn or not. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if that or- took place there, but. Or the Nassau Coliseum. Uh, more likely it would have been Brooklyn. If it was 2016, because um, the Coliseum had 2015, they closed, reopened, I think, 2018? Yeah, they had one show there. Yeah. And, well, they had Evolution yeah. as well, but... Yeah. And now it's closed again. Yeah, well... I, I drove past there last night. It got real sad, man. Yeah, well, I don't know why they spent all that money in the first place. Now the Islanders are building up that that Belmont Arena. Yeah, USB Drive Stadium. Is that that's what it is called, called right? <laughs> U, no, it's UBS <laughs> Arena. The USB, the USB Arena. Plug us in. Get get a get a memory. Yeah. Right. Jeez. Oh man. All right. So I'm gonna say goodbye for right now, and let's uh, have Dave and Brandon. Talk about your wrestling that happens in the world of sports entertainment. Thank you, Chris, for joining us for Impact and AEW. He'll be back a little bit later, but now we're welcoming on Dave. You can follow him on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore M-O. Big uh, hiatus from the show. Uh, half a month gone. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good, you know. Sometimes you got to take a break from things and... uh it's it's well needed for the soul. Sometimes you got a soul search. Well, you know we what I mean? People, we told people you were working. Well, I mean that's a fact too. <laughs> <laughs> that 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 is true as well. <laughs> so what's good? Not much. Uh, about to move on to some sports entertainment, as Chris said. Oh, we should probably talk about some Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro, which opens up with Randy Orton. Basically running down his accolades, bringing up wanting to be WWE champion again, which threw me for a loop. I I spoke to a Twitter follower of ours that suggested he be next in line. And I was like, nah, hell no, that can't be it. Next in line? Yeah. Like next person to challenge three McIntyre. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, and I was like, there's no way that's a possibility. And or at least I didn't want to see it or think about it. But he brought up wanting to be WWE champion, started talking about Drew McIntyre, challenged him to a match at SummerSlam. It's, so it stinks. I, I blame I blame Edge's tricep. Um, well, I, I'm assuming <laughs> you know, if Edge was healthy, we would have seen Edge versus Orton. I don't know who we would have seen at, at SummerSlam, but. Yeah, but we wouldn't have, we wouldn't have, uh, Orton going for the title. He, he's, he's supposed yeah. to be going for, he's supposed to be going for Champa right now. <laughs> well, with SummerSlam being rumored to be on a boat or a beach. No, stop it. Yeah, I swear to God, no. that's 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 the rumor. And from the start of this COVID era, I was like, SummerSlam should happen on a beach. I'd be all for a boat. Uh, as much as I don't agree with Brian Alvarez and the stuff that he says, he suggested um, <laughs> having SummerSlam on a boat and then have them get lost at sea where they crash, like they... they I don't know, not crash into an island or whatever, but they end up doing Raw and SmackDown that week or NXT on a boat on on an island, like stuck at sea or whatever. I thought that would have been funny and right up WWE's alley, and I'd be all behind that because that's an exciting new venue. That would be funny. That would be, and I could definitely see our truth as like Gilligan. (laughs) So yeah, so Randy Orton did that, and he gets cut off. By Nia Jax, but nothing really happened other than them mentioning the their their history at the Royal Rumble together. The good old um, RKO spot. Yeah, she she was out there to I guess challenge Asuka or Sasha Banks, whoever won later on. But Shayna Baszler came out, got Nia Jax's face, punched um or or she got punched by by Nia, Nia Jax, and they brawled a bit. Thought it would lead into a match, but when it came back from commercial, the Street Profits were out there to introduce the Triple Threat Tag Team match to see who will be facing them for the titles at SummerSlam, Mm -hmm. which was won by Andrade and Angel Garza. They picked up the victory over Cedric, Alexander, and Ricochet, as well as the Viking Raiders. I liked the the start of this match, Angel, Garza, and, and Andrade. We're basically just hanging out ringside instead of wrestling. I like it too, and I'm a big fan of whenever heels do that kind of a tactic. It's very, it, it's funny. I feel like the first time I've ever saw that type. I mean, usually it's a Royal Rumble spot where they hang out and they don't really get involved in the match. The first time I like, I remember Dunk the Clown doing that a lot. But it's such a perfect heel tactic, and it's great for Andrade and Garza. Yeah, but the two teams split up and uh, started to attack both of them separately. Um, I, it's, I didn't get why everyone was allowed in the ring at the same time. Like, was maybe, I, I mean, I get the whole no DQ because it's a triple threat, but, like, mm-hmm. you're not even going to try to get just three people in the ring at once. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm glad that the wing clipper was used on Cedric to win the match this time and not Ivar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But after the match... Amos and Garza attacked the Street Profits after hyping up SummerSlam big time. It sets up for that match. Uh, after this, like I said before, I have no idea why it didn't lead into a match between the two of them. Here, I'm going to say I have no idea why this didn't just happen when they were in the ring before. Shayna Baszler versus Nia Jax ends in a double countout. I, yeah, it should have happened earlier. 
And it's like kind of weird they, because they set it up. Why would they yeah. wait? It made no sense. Just go right into the match. It it doesn't make sense. Why break it up or have them go to the back just to come back out for the match? It doesn't make yeah, sense. Why and, why do that? It's a segment into a different match into the same segment. Exactly. Keep it all together at all. But they start pushing each other back and forth. Uh, Nia Jax pushes Pat Buck into Shayna Baszler. Baszler gets knocked out of the ring. Then Nia Jax, uh, I, I mean, yeah, she she basically attacked Pat Buck. Uh, tried to rip his shirt over his head, but it was stuck on, so. Didn't work. Yeah, so uh, when that happened, I was like, yo, book Pat Buck versus Shayna Baszler for next week on Monday Night Raw. And then Nia Jax started attacking him, actually. And I was like, yo, book Nia Jax versus <laughs> Pat Buck. Yo, platinum Pat Buck on Monday Night Raw versus Nia Jax. That'd be hilarious. Oh man, <laughs> that's like I don't know when his last like actual WWE match was, but that's got to be some sort Long of long time ago. That's got to be some sort of record there. It w- it would have been probably like SmackDown, maybe like '06 or something, maybe later. I don't know. But uh, Mark Henry after this was randomly backstage talking to Bianca Belair and Ruby Riot, um, although we didn't hear anything. Uh, so. Unlike Ron Simmons last week, where Ron was actually talking and we heard him, I don't get the appearance. And then he it's, appeared later on with Drew McIntyre, but we couldn't hear anything again. Yeah, it doesn't make sense, especially uh, I kept on reading about the potential of uh, the domination. Yeah, nation like, of domination. Definitely don't want to see that at all. Hurt business is just fine. The way yeah, there is. Was, like a lot of people were saying that that was just totally blind to everything that's taking place right now if they did go about it. So it's very – I. it makes you wonder why he's getting so involved right now. Well, well I mean, he – but he wasn't involved with them. At least um, Ron Simmons was shown backstage last week with them, so. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I believe MVP said in an interview that he has no uh, – he doesn't want to see another nation of domination. He has no uh, intentions of having the Hurt Business be that. Yeah. Uh, backstage, Buddy Murphy and, and Seth Rollins were talking to each other. Seth Rollins just reassured Buddy Murphy that everything is for the greater good. And then they headed to the ring. And Seth Rollins brought up Dominic and said how he doesn't want to get violent. He just wants to talk. And he called Dominic out. Um, and he tried to just talk to Dominic. And Dominic snapped. And his- he, was just, he just wanted a conversation. Yeah, and Dominic snapped, and it quickly turned into Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy attacking Dominic. And he teased doing the odd gimmick to Dominic, but Aleister Black came out of nowhere. Making the save. To, uh, yeah, try and save Dominic, but he got attacked, and he got curb stomped. And then uh, they did the eye gimmick. gimmick, yeah. Yeah, so. But before, or was it? Yeah, I don't know when was it. When would I think Dominic at one point? I don't know if it was before or after. Um, went like kendo stick crazy on Seth Rollins, which was um, like fantastic. And I don't know if all signs I, are pointing to Dominic versus Seth Rollins at SummerSlam. I feel like it may have been after. It might have been, but uh, I don't know what's going to happen with Aleister Black and his eye. But Dominic using that kendo stick, he was fired up. I, I was fired up watching that. I, I thought it was great. Yeah. Next segment we saw was the VIP lounge with the newly returned Ali, Mustafa Ali, 
who uh, was called Mufasa by Our Truth. <laughs> Uh, but MVP was basically just trying to get him to join the Hurt business, and he ends up saying no. Our um, truth at one point came out to try and win the twenty four seven championship back, mm-hmm. uh, but he didn't. He was unsuccessful, and that's how this this particular segment ended. But it led right into Bobby Lashley defeating Mustafa Ali, and Tazawa tried to get the the twenty four seven championship during this, but Shelton took him out. He took out some ninjas. And uh, as well as Bobby Lashley, Lashley took out some ninjas, but I feel like this match should have been much quicker than it was, but I'm very happy that it wasn't because, because that spot towards the end with Ali getting tossed into the, the ring post looked fantastic. Yeah, no, Which that was also, spot. the, the, when I was, I had to have been Bobby Lashley when he did like the, uh, the fireman carry kind of like an F5, I guess you would say into mm-hmm. the, the ring post on one of those ninjas who went like full circle. Yeah. 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 That was a cool spot. That was a crazy spot. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, uh, he didn't, he didn't win it, but he's Shelton Benjamin is still the champion. Um, but uh, Ali looked good in this match, even though he I, lost, he looked good. Yeah, I, I think it's very difficult for Ali to really look bad. Well, I mean, in a match against Bobby Lashley, it's it's easy where it's like a quick sort of thing. But I think uh, I think yeah, Ali looked much better than Ricochet did, I believe, last week. I, I totally understand what you're saying. After this, uh, Sasha Banks and Bailey spoke about how Stephanie McMahon is a bully. So I'm wondering, could we potentially see Stephanie McMahon versus Sasha Banks at SummerSlam? It's possible. I do get a kick out of like um, Bailey and Stephanie McMahon on Twitter going back and forth. Yeah, um, and then Kyrie Sane chased Bailey off before the match, and so for the actual championship, Asuka was still champion. However, Stephanie McMahon made the match, so we would see no DQ. Or no, if you were DQ'd, you'd lose. If you were counted out, you would lose, etc. Sasha Banks ends up defeating Asuka via countout to win the women's championship um, because uh, backstage Bailey was attacking Kyrie. Yeah, and she totally. I, I. It was one of those moments where you felt bad for Kyrie, just getting slammed into the wall and everything. Yeah, and I believe at one point she was like Asuka. I know, heartbreaking. And then Oscar went and saved Bailey and sacrificed the title. She cares more about people than she does about she uh, she cares about championships. But I like this match. I like Sasha Banks doing that Eddie Guerrero spot with the titles right in front of the referee's face, which I thought was funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but and then all the submission stuff from both parties was great. Yeah, it was really an entertaining match. Um, and the end of the match, it fits. It fits with everything going on with Kyrie. Uh, dude, um, it not only does it fit for what's happening with Kyrie saying right now, it fits with Sasha Banks's character. So many people complained on Twitter. Why? About, because, oh, how dare you have a championship won with a disqu- uh, with a countout? Everyone, uh, there were so many people complaining, but it fits perfectly with Sasha Banks. She doesn't even have to actually defeat Asuka, pin her, or submit her to win the championship. I thought it was perfect. Yeah, I where maybe totally... mo- more than more than not likely, uh, uh, it's not going to be Stephanie versus uh, Banks at SummerSlam. Maybe it'll be Asuka versus 
Sasha in a rematch, or maybe Boston Hugger putting the, the other titles on the line. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But after I think, this, yeah, I was just going to say Charlie Caruso asked Asuka for an update on Kyrie, and Asuka lost it. But it was confirmed by well, Kyrie first started tweeting about it, even though Bully Ray hated it. He uh, he was pissed that she did that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she tweeted about her time with NXT and WWE, and then WWE.com confirmed it. They put out a bunch of content uh, with Kyrie Sane's past matches and a statement. Uh, about her her ending her time with WWE, as well as uh, the, the a backstage video of her actually saying goodbye to people. Yeah, it, and seeing her go up the steps and just yeah. bear like it's really a cool video because you see how well liked this uh, she was as a wrestler, and you know it was really cool. And then you felt bad. I don't know why Tom and Byron didn't stand up, but. That was weird, right? <laughs> it was weird, but that was weird that they like at first there's this like with the handshaking of them, it's like, um Maybe they okay. didn't know. I don't know. Maybe they maybe... <laughs> It was definitely weird. But I felt bad for like Oscar because during that she's like saying how she finally felt like before yeah. she was feeling alone. And then she had Kyrie come in and she didn't feel alone anymore. And you're like, Oh Asuka. Yeah. So I, I... I don't know what's next for Kyrie. I would I would I guess, have to assume stardom. I yeah. It has to be. So. There's no way it's not, right? Like there's no I don't know any other promotions over there, but she was she got her start, I believe, in stardom. But the cool thing is with Kyrie is the way that she went out and the way that they sent her allowed her to go out was really cool because she had she had that big win on on Monday Night Raw last week against Bailey with that awesome pin that I yeah. still still keep watching. I love that but pin. E- but even this sort of a send off and stuff, it's like the door is wide open for her to Absolutely. come back. Yeah, it's imagine if they did something like that for C- somebody like CM Punk when it happened. I, you know, <laughs> like like seriously, like if they went about it that way, I feel like I don't know. It, maybe WWE is going about things a little bit different. Like, look what they did with Kyrie. Even with Heath Slater, they brought him back to have a final farewell. Well, I think Heath technically would have still been under, like... Uh, yeah, that's true. He was under contract. But but even still, imagine if they actually went about everything in the past in such a better manner. It would be yeah. cool. But, you know, awesome way to go about ending everything with Kyrie. Yeah, and thank you for the memories. You were one of my favorite... Uh wrestlers in recent history do you still have the pirate hat that you wear and you imitate her in the I mirror i don't no. have a pirate hat oh sorry if i with 110 percent. if they sold like authentic pirate hats somewhere i don't although how could how authentic could it be if it's from a pirate that's true <laughs> that's what I, I watched the uh the 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 newest pirates of the caribbean movie the other day and after i finished that i was like i gotta play sea of thieves and then after i'd put after i was done playing sea of thieves i went and listened to Kyrie sane's theme song that's awesome it's such a good theme song one of the best it, theme songs in in ww history i'll i'll say that ah i don't know if i would say that i, I would a thousand and ten percent say that it's one of the best theme songs in ww history i yeah so thank you Kyrie. we will definitely miss you um yeah uh after this we saw buddy murphy defeat umberto carrillo uh definitely a tough act to follow with oscar and sasha banks but i thought they had a great match i thought they delivered um i just don't know where 
this leads to? <sighs> I do, really do we don't see know. More? Like... Will Umberto Carrillo end up getting his eye popped out by Seth Rollins? I don't know. Will Umberto end up joining Andrade like I mentioned a few weeks ago, you know? I More likely not. More than uh, likely not. The thing is, but if he doesn't, what happens to Carrillo? He's just there at this rate. Yeah, which is a shame because uh, I think he's right now one of the best people, one of the best wrestlers that they have in the company. Yeah, I I, I think he's very good. Earlier in the night, Dolph Ziggler was being interviewed about his match with McIntyre, and he was like, I'm going to SummerSlam, which makes no sense because if this match was going to get him a number one contender spot for SummerSlam... Why did Orton already claim it? I don't mm-hmm. know. I didn't get it. Yeah. But uh, McIntyre, before their match, announced that it's an Extreme Rules match. Um, just like he had at Extreme Rules. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it Extreme Rules? Yes. Probably, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, but uh, it also it made no sense because McIntyre said that him and Orton is an official match at SummerSlam. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't get it, but it's I I can't get behind this kind of a feud, anyways. Right now, it's the I weirdest. Like... It's the weirdest thing because I I I thought for sure this match was going to be taking place at SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. Like the way that they hyped it up and built it up. I thought it was going to be taking a place at SummerSlam, first of all. Then they announced that it's going to be taking place on Raw this past week, which I was like, what? And then mm-hmm. they furthermore announced that it's not even going to be a first title. I was like, what the hell is going on here? And it's just confusing. And I feel like it's just like it's revisiting a feud for the, just for the sake of filling up time. And that's why, that's why I can't really get there's, behind it. There's not... When I spoke to that person, I really wish I remember who it was on Twitter about Randy Orton claiming next in line. I went and looked at the Raw roster. They don't really have a main event scene right now. Uh, yeah. And, like, and with that being said, it's totally... It's easy to understand why they didn't want Randy Orton to go to NXT to feud with Ciampa and... Uh, well, who I was, also don't think that was, was ever going to actually ever happen. So, come on, fingers crossed, fingers crossed. Well, but even if you wanted to, you really can't have Orton do that because they really don't have anybody on Raw as the well, main team right now. Kind of could. Charlotte did it, so yeah. But they had so many people that were capable of filling in that gap for Charlotte. I no, mean, Charlotte did all three shows. Ah, that's true. Yeah. But the main event of Monday Night Raw non-title match, Drew McIntyre defeats Dolph Ziggler. It's like if there's absolutely nothing on the line here, why should fans care about the outcome? I always say that. I never understand if you're a champion and you have a victory, if you pick up a victory over a person, why is that not just a title match? I If they lose, okay, if the champion loses, then I get it. That, that's why you didn't want it to be a, t- a title match because you need the champion to lose. But if the champion comes out as the winner, there's no point for it not to be a championship match. Yeah, but they, they had some cool spots. It was a, it was a good uh, Extreme Rules match, mm-hmm. but it just meant nothing. I liked them going through the hockey glass. They went through mm-hmm. the barricade. It was It was a hard-hitting match. I like Dolph yeah. Ziggler evading the Claymore by moving out of the way and hitting a zigzag. Mm-hmm. 
But Drew McIntyre sends him through a table set up in the corner with the Claymore to win. Yeah. And then as clear as day, if you had you had to be absolutely blind and stupid if you didn't understand that this was going to happen next or think it was going to happen next. Orton, RKO. It's just complete. Hello, like I'm not stupid. No, no, Brandon is not. That was clearly going to happen. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. How do you get me not care? How do you how do you get me to not care about Drew McIntyre? Put him in a feud with Randy Orton or Bobby Lashley, and that's happened already. <laughs> yeah, and they had so much potential with Ziggler too. I mean, I, I don't understand why they just can never deliver with Ziggler. There's something that. I believe I, last week I said on the podcast, I said, wait a minute, is Dolph Ziggler about to win the championship at SummerSlam? And then after he wins, Otis comes out and wins the title from him by cashing in the money in the bank. But, well, that I, happen. You know, I still, I still think that he should be U.S. champion. Ziggler? Yeah, I still don't understand that one. Well, right now, we don't I'm, really I'm have a U.S. champion. I don't even know. They didn't even tell us what Apollo Crews. They just said he didn't pass his uh, physical or whatever. I don't know if he has COVID or what. I don't know. Well, I mean, when Ziggler gave up the title, oh, right? Was yeah, that well, the U.S. Yeah, championship? Was, I believe that was the U.S. title when it was back on SmackDown. Yeah, they, they keep on. It, it sucks because he's a great wrestler. He's great on the mic. He His gimmick is cool. Um, but... They never – it's like they start feuds with him, but then they never finish it. And if they do finish it, it, it doesn't really live up to the expectations. Maybe Dolph Ziggler peaked on Z True Long Island story. You know, maybe Ziggler <laughs> has to head over to AEW. Well, I don't, I wouldn't say that, but – I wouldn't mind I, it. 110% <laughs> wouldn't mind that. And everyone would then complain, oh, ex-WWE, ex-WWE. But it's like, who cares? Like, where – Look how yeah, it's just, like, yeah, what do you want? I mean, just enjoy the wrestling for the wrestling. But it's Look. like, you can't just build a company off of non ever WWE guys. No, you need, you need, fa- you need that drop. Why do you think Chris Jericho was the face? Yeah. You need, you need something to draw people in that people actually know. Yeah. Not every, not everybody's going to know Kenny Omega or the Young Bucks. Like, the, especially if you don't, if you're just really WWE loyal. Right. You and know? I mean, look at the, I think. The Pro Wrestling Tees uh, t-shirt sales speak for themselves. Zack Ryder smashed, or Matt Cardona smashed the record already. I gotta say, I love, love, love the fact that I'm hearing Matt Cardona on a on a AEW, or any TV show. Just hearing his real name uh, being used. I think, like, I totally marked out for that on AEW this week. Just hearing Matt Cardona instead of Zack Ryder. Because we know Matt Cardona, you know? So just hearing Matt Cardona, it was just so surreal, you know? Yeah. It was just a surreal and really cool experience. So proud of him. So happy. But, yeah. Moving over to NXT. It opens with a video package kind of recapping Keith Lee, uh, Dominic Dijakovic. Oh, Nice. <sighs> And carrying cross with the end music from Armageddon take, playing, which I thought supposed, was cool. You're supposed to take the breath before you start to pronounce his name. Well, no, it was me thinking whether or not it was Dominic or Don, Donovan. <laughs> so cool. But with good um, reason, and I'll get to that a little later. But I um, like that they use the end here again, and I guess that's – they used it back in May for another carrying cross video. So I assume they're, that's like a thing for him now. 
mm-hmm. the old Armageddon theme song. So that's cool. But the actual like actual show starts with EO walking out for her match, gets attacked by Dakota Kai. Uh Tegan Knox comes out, followed by Candace leading right into their match. And, and now Dakota Kai and Gonzalez, that's no more? I don't know. For the past, I believe, two weeks or so, they have not been together at all. So, and Dakota Kai even said later on that uh, she's she's done doing everything just to become number one contender. And she's, I guess, kind of like introduced it as like, I'm on my own. That's the thing. But there's no payoff with it. You know, that's something that they would do with Ziggler. There's just no payoff with it. Yeah, I don't know. I Yeah, I don't know. But... So EO uh, and Tegan Knox defeat Candice LeRae and Dakota Kai. Good match. I enjoyed this match, yeah. I would have liked to have seen more Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox against each other, but I liked yeah, it. And, I, and Dakota Kai left Candice LeRae. I, I think Dakota Kai is really honing into that heel gimmick so well. Ever since when, when she attacked Tegan Knox. Dakota Kai has really been a standout on NXT, and I love it. Yeah, and, and it's and it's funny because you don't you can't re, you, when you first saw Dakota Kai come up, you couldn't really vision her as a heel because she's just so. Uh, um, because Team know. Kick was one of the best teams, and we barely got to see them even perform. <laughs> yeah, I know. So nah, sad. I know. What were you gonna say? I was just gonna say that uh, she ended up challenging Io Shirai and. Uh, Rhea Ripley walked in and said that she's next. Rhea Ripley with a new hairdo. Platinum blonde. Yeah. She's going the Charlotte Flair look. Perhaps. Um, imagine they like said, hey, with Charlotte gone, could you bleach your hair? Huh. Maybe. Maybe. They aired a recap video of Adam Cole on Pat McAfee's show. And I literally didn't want to talk about this, but because they showed it on television, NXT. now yeah, I you... have to. I, dude, I like, I, and I didn't want to talk about it because it seemed like such a work. And well, now that now that, a... they, now that they show it on television, that's an HLS to everybody. That's a hook, line, and sinker. Everyone yeah. was by. I saw so many people saying, "Oh, that's this is clearly real." No. Yes, I'm like, there's no way that's real. There's no way someone would act like that. There's no way. This is they, the acting. The acting was not even. Like, it wasn't good acting. But they've been building this for so long too. That's true as well. Yeah. You know, I mean, every time that they had, um, what McAfee. is it? Watch along. Oh yeah, watch along. Every time they had watch along, and you had Pat McAfee talking about Adam Cole being his best friend and trying to give him a high five, and you know, it. This was building up for such a long time, so I'm surprised that people. I don't know what the hell this is. I don't know if this is going to be like a SummerSlam match or something. I hope that I I don't know who knows. If but, they did, it would it would make ESPN in sports. Yes. And so uh, Adam Cole stormed off of Pat McAfee's show after McAfee said some questionable things to Adam Cole, uh, and then Adam Cole apologized for it. Uh, Triple H went on his show and spoke about it, which I mean Cole was in more than. More than not the right to say what he was saying, if that were to actually have been true. Mm-hmm. Because he's like, McAfee was like making fun of his height and everything. And it's like, well, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. I believe he was making fun of his height. 
I, um, I hear you on that one. But the next matchup that we saw was Johnny Gargano defeating Roderick Strong in what was, I believe, their second singles match in NXT history. And I called for this to happen last week, and then they announced it this week that we're getting that match, and we got the match. I was so happy to see it, and I thought it was a really good match. I totally agree with you. It lived up to any expectations that you may have had going into it. I thought we it were going to see Roderick Strong win, though. And I thought we were going to maybe see them, like, maybe build up, uh, I don't know, build him up as a face. Mm-hmm. But that didn't work. And backstage afterwards, he was, like, sulking a little bit. And Kyle O'Reilly, of all people, hyped up all the members of Undisputed Era. And was like, we're united, we're we're undisputed. So, like, nah. he's, he's back with them, I guess. Uh, but the next match we saw was Mercedes Martinez defeat Shotzi Blackheart. I am just so happy to see Mer- uh, Mercedes Martinez alongside uh, Rob Stone brand. You know, it fits, it's perfect, does the trick, and Martinez dominated this match you know well, i wouldn't say dominated because it no, wasn't completely one-sided it wasn't, it wasn't completely and i like that yeah you're you're right it wasn't completely one-sided but the moments that martinez did dom did have the advantage it was domination and you knew martinez was going to be winning but of course i i liked shots of getting a bunch of stuff in offense wise so yeah yeah that was good uh, after that they aired a vignette for ridge holland uh he's going to be Challenging for the North American Championship. Uh, well, not challenging. He's going to be in the match to see if he'll be advancing to the ladder match. At TakeOver, Damian Priest is in the match as well as Oni Lorcan. Uh, with the way that... The fact that, that he got a, a small little video package. Mm-hmm. And the way that the other two advanced. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's going to go advance to the, to the ladder match. Hmm. Oh, I mean, it's very possible that it would be Priest, and it would be very possible to be Oni Lorcan. Lorcan is somebody I would absolutely love to see in that match. He's a hard hitter. Mm-hmm. A ladder match would be right up his alley. Uh, and I guess, I mean, you could check out Ridge's work on, on NXT UK. I would have I I sworn he would have been in the UK. I don't know how, I mean, I guess he lives here now, or maybe he was just like done with the UK stuff a long time ago. I don't know. So I don't know anything about uh wwe uk so i am not familiar with uh ridge at all you've seen his matches before obviously but but barely Hmm, i was gonna i I can't even like no you can't pick my brain off of it yeah i mean yeah obviously nxt they're all good (laughs) (laughs) but uh after this this is what i said before with the opening uh video when i had uh trouble thinking whether or not it was Dominic or uh or or Donovan. Mm-hmm. Keith Lee speaks about Dijakovic here. Called him, I believe, Dijak twice or so. That's funny. Yeah. So he was saying how Dijak will be fine. Dijakovic. And then called out Karrion Cross, but Cameron Grimes came out. And Grimes said that he's going to be taking the title from Keith. And then Keith Lee snapped and attacked Cameron Grimes. I love that spot because it's like Keith, it's like they had it perfectly. Because Keith Lee just spun around and put his hands right around his throat. You know, it was 
it was just so such a smooth turnaround into the move where he was directly behind him and it was just perfect yeah but the lights go out and scarlet appeared and grimes tried to attack keith lee not too got good. hit with the spirit bomb yeah and then Karrion Cross appeared on the, the Tron again and questioned Keith Lee uh, standing aside, doing nothing while his friends uh, was, got hurt. Yeah, was in the ring getting hurt. And then he gave him two choices, giving him a title shot or the hard way. And he and, said he does not want to know what the hard way is. Uh, yeah, and Keith Lee said pick the time and place. And I liked again, this was the black and white promo with, uh, with just his eyes. Yeah, I'm a fan of it. I like it. Um, and I like that you have Scarlett going out there to kind of like draw the attention in. Yeah, but after this, William Regal appeared, uh, or later on appeared, and said he's not going to be bullied into making a championship match. And said that challengers have to actually earn title matches around there. So I don't know what that is going to lead to. I guess that's new. Um, <laughs> after a month... Of not seeing them on NXT television, Imperium, Marcel Barthel and Fabian Eichner defeated Everrise. Um, I don't think the titles were on the line. I'm going to say they weren't. Definitely not. Um, but if they pick up the victory, they should have been. Yeah. And <laughs> the match was maybe around a minute and change. Um, and then they, they went to speak afterwards and all four members of Undisputed Era attacked them. So I don't know if that means like undisputed error are now faces or what's going on there. I it's funny you see that because during that match with Roderick Strong, I was kind of get, getting a face vibe from Strong. Well, yeah, because Johnny is such a heel now. Yeah, it's maybe they are face turning them, dude. And then, think, dude, I yeah. got so nervous during this because at one point, uh, Bobby Fish went to like hug Adam Cole from behind, and I was like, oh, like I tight, I tensed up. I was like. I thought for sure he was about to attack Adam Cole and be like step up as like the new leader of Undisputed Era or something. Hmm. Do you think that how much longer do you think Undisputed Era are going to stick together for life for life? I don't know. I have, I have no <laughs> idea. I, I feel like at some point we're going to have it's inevitable. We're but they, they have them. a I believe the, the the tag titles are on the line next week. Between mm -hmm. Imperium and, oh, I don't know if it's Fish and O'Reilly. Hmm. Let's just say that version of Undisputed Era. Mm -hmm. uh, match up next, we saw Isaiah Swerve Scott defeat Jake Atlas. Um, He's so good, Scott. Uh, so is Jake Atlas. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Atlas hit Murphy's Law from the middle rope, which was really cool. Mm -hmm. Which I that should have been like a a, a match ending move right there. Mm -hmm. I don't think if if Swerve was winning that match, that was a finisher, a hundred and ten percent a finisher. Yeah, so and a lot of impact with it. But yeah, and I thought we were going to see Santos here, but that that didn't happen. Yeah, uh, um, and the main event to see who moves on to the takeover ladder match for the North American Championship. Dexter Loomis defeats. Huge victory for him. Uh, defeats uh, Finn Balor and Timothy Thatcher. He made yeah. Timothy Thatcher pass out. Which is huge. I mean, this is somebody that uh, they've been hyping and touting about his submissions and his ruthless 
aggression. Uh, <laughs> but he made him pass out. Yeah, and I liked how it happened, too. Balor was in a leg lock, and uh, Dexter Loomis came from behind and choked out Thatcher. Yeah. But the I'm whole like... match, was it was just such a fun match to watch with, with uh, Loomis. Even, like, the spot where he did... The, the fake dive. Well, not even the fake dive. He dove to the outside and did the, the somersault and landed it. That was sick. What I hated about that spot was the camera didn't catch it all. Yeah. That was the one thing because, it look, it reminded me of that spot that Ricochet did. Yeah. Right? Like, back when he was on NXT, and I believe it may have been Kevin Owens. I forgot who. Or, no, Velveteen Dream. Yeah. And he did the moon the uh, somersault, the flip out of the ring and landed on his feet like that. That's what it reminded me of. And then you remember that it's Dexter Loomis. This guy shouldn't be flying like that. I mean, he's a well-built guy. He's not a high flyer. So maybe he is, you know, that totally, I marked out for that. And I love this match because you had three people that are, um, I would say totally opposite of each other. You know, you had the technician with Thatcher. You had like kind of a brawler-ish with Loomis, and then Finn Balor with the high flyer, and every it, it was just it worked so well. Yeah, and I appreciate I like these uh, takeover tournaments. I guess you would say for these spots, both back-to-back match matches killed it. I totally agree with you, Gargano. Um, uh, Bronson Reed. Uh, who else was the third member? I forget who else. I don't know how I'm blanking on that. It was happened last week. Bronson Reed. Gargano, I Bronson Reed. Priest? No. No, Priest is in this next week's uh match up. The match. Um I can't remember. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to uh Oh, stupid me. Duh. Hello. <laughs> right, of course. It just came to me. Roderick Strong. Ah. <laughs> uh. What an idiot! I just said before too that I had that had said that I wanted to see them do a, a singles match. So yeah, that's so yeah. stupid. But yeah, so it was another good match, and I'm looking forward to uh, the the next week's match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. Yeah, so that's NXT. Moving on to SmackDown, they have the uh, the same intro as the last uh, few weeks with the uh, everybody hyping up their segments and matches for the evening. But it opens up with a Firefly Funhouse and Bray Wyatt basically just said that a part of Braun Strowman's soul will be forever in the swamp. And that he doesn't want to hurt him, just help him. What does that mean? Um, well, he wanted the monster to, to I guess, return or go away, I guess. He wanted the monster away. I Do you think that it... he's going to have any control over him since he was in the swamp? I don't know, but Bray Wyatt moved on, he, he basically. He said nobody's safe until The Fiend gets what he wants, which is a championship match with Braun Strowman. Yeah. Thought nothing of it. <laughs> Thought nope. nothing of it until, well. Yeah. And... So the first match of the evening saw AJ Styles defeat Grand Metallic to retain the Intercontinental Championship. Good this, match. this was the match and I'm disagreeing with you. Hmm. It was the match I, I definitely I wanted to see this more than any other match that was announced on SmackDown. And like the time was there for the match. Yeah, they had a long time. But about nine minutes 
it took about nine minutes before Grandma Tally got any moves in. Okay, I can see the dispute. That was it was so annoying. Like just tr- like he just won last week a fatal four way match, which was a really good fatal four way match to earn a spot to face AJ Styles for the Intercontinental Championship. Can you not maybe treat him like like he could maybe win? Yeah, I could understand that dispute. Can he, can he not get moves in? Why did it take nine minutes for that to happen? Yep. AJ Styles picking up the victory with the calf crusher. Uh, crusher. What yeah. was it before? The calf killer? No, I think it was always the calf crusher. No, no, no. When he first came to WWE, he was using it in Impact Wrestling. It was something with killer. And then they switched the name of it because they didn't want the name to have killer in it. Um, Was it the calf killer then? That's what I think. I was trying to think of that today. I mean, given I could have just Googled. Which I'm gonna um, do. Yeah, yeah, the calf killer. Mm. Yep. But was yeah, or the calf the... slicer if you were the Indies. Oh, interesting. Yeah, but yeah. AJ Styles ends up uh, beating down Lince Dorado as well. After the match, hit him with the Styles Clash. Yeah, uh, and I thought for sure Biggie would have made the save there. Hmm. That would have made sense. You push him as a singles competitor, you have him save somebody, and then you go into a program with the Intercontinental Champion. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, this, the next part, you had backstage Baron Corbin going up to Shorty King, G. King Corbin. Oh, my apologies. King Corbin. Uh, pretty much like motivated him to step up to Matt Riddle. Yeah, I liked he called. He was like, oh, we've always been friends. And he called him Chad, which is funny because... King Corbin was the one that named him Shorty G. Yeah, yeah. And and yeah, he wants he wants him to answer the uh the ransom, I guess. Mm-hmm. But now that now that King Corbin is calling him Chad, that means everybody else needs to stop calling him Shorty G. 110 percent Um but after that, Jeff Hardy was backstage and spoke about uh not backstage. Was it backstage? Um, they, well, first they showed the clip from the week before and then it led to, right, yeah, he was Hardy, Hardy backstage. No, he was, he out. was no, no, he no. was, he was backstage walking through everyone. What? Yeah. He but was, he, but he went to the ring. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he <laughs> right. walked through everyone and he ended up in the ring. That was yeah. his final place. <laughs> and he spoke about the last few months with Seamus and his sobriety and everything. And King Corbin came out, basically told him to shut up and stop talking about his sobriety. Which was kind of like a pointless segment. It just led to Drew Gulak attacking King Corbin, pushing towards their match. King Corbin picks up the victory over Drew Gulak. Um which just to tie it into that opening contest, it's kind of annoying that Gulak got so much offense in here mm-hmm. only because of that metallic match. Like why, why can I, well, I, first of all, it's great that Drew Gulak's able to be taken serious here mm-hmm. and I'm happy to see him actually wrestling, but why, I'm just still, I'm still like blown away that they flabbergasted. Yeah. With with Grandma Talik, I I seriously think he's a really good wrestler, one of the best in the world. Well, yeah, he's very talented. It just he's he... just not being used, and it, yeah. it's so stupid. Yeah. But um, Matt Riddle 
came out during this match, distracted King Corbin. Corbin still won. However, he got attacked afterwards almost instantly by Matt Riddle. And Chad Gable made the save. And he's doing like the money hand gesture. So I guess it's all about the money. Makes it makes it very interesting. I mean, can we see King Corbin in a shorty G? Chad Gable, sir. Chad Gable. Chad. <laughs> CG. Can we see CG and uh, King Corbin team up? Uh, after that, we saw Big E defeat The Miz. I like that they brought up how New uh, New Day gave him his, their blessing to go off onto the singles run and stuff like that. But if you're hyping up a Big E singles run, why is he facing tag teams? Well played. Well played. He could have easily yes. been that person to save Lindsay, but... Uh, could have. J- Jomo got involved here and got tossed from ringside, and Big E used a stretch muffler to actually uh, win here. He used to use that, no? Uh, he might have, but I don't think as a finisher. I know, like, uh, Lesnar used to use it. Yeah, Brock used to use it, for sure, as well as... Doink? Uh, no, that's a stump puller, brother. Oh. That's a leg S- gimmick. Sammy Callahan? Oh, yeah, yeah. Sammy Callahan used to. Probably still does. I'm not sure. Nah. Uh, after this, though, we saw Cesaro and Nakamura celebrating their tag team championship victory with a party. Just not the Lucha House party as they walked in. Which kind of, to me, made no sense because they were just beaten up by AJ Styles. Yeah, yeah and they looked fine. They didn't yeah. have ice packs on them or anything. But... Uh, Champions were like, you can't be here. It's for champions only. And I like that uh, Cesaro posted a picture of them with uh, Bailey and Sasha Banks hanging out at that party. Mm-hmm. I thought that's cool. But uh, I'm all for seeing Lucha House Party versus Cesaro and Nakamura for the titles at SummerSlam. It'd be cool. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And I think it's going to be awesome. Yeah. Uh, after this, we saw Sheamus backstage uh, basically admitting that he shouldn't have faced Jeff Hardy at a bar because it's Jeff Hardy's home turf. Which was like, it's it was a weird promo, but it was a needed promo because it kind of put it's like, the... Yeah, nail in the coffin. We finally know he's no... He's like, I'm done with Jeff Hardy, moving on with the rest of the roster now. I kind of appreciate the fact that he says, like, he's done with Jeff Hardy, you know? Like... I appreciate the fact that you're telling me that the storyline is ending and now yeah, it's but, on to the next thing. <laughs> but now he's just going to be going on to the next thing, which is just like the previous thing. Not necessarily Jeff Hardy, but the previous thing as in when he came back to WWE. And who is and the previous thing? Exactly. Well, I mean, I it mean was, it was the next thing? Yeah. Well, it was Chad Gable. It was Mustafa Ali, but. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it looks like he's maintaining this brawler gimmick. Though. Not brawler, but like the, that uh Bar yeah. room brawl gimmick. The Irish fighter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like it. It's been a long time since we've, well, we've never seen really Sheamus do too much attire-wise or anything like that. So it's cool to see something a little bit different with this Irish brawler. Uh, yeah. After this, we saw Lacey Evans make fun of the Naomi deserves better hashtag again, which I think is just the absolute most ridiculous thing to have Lacey do. I've never seen that hashtag. Yeah, it blew up two weeks ago because Naomi lost a match, like, in seconds to Lacey Evans. She's multiple-time champions. A champion. Yeah, and they've just 
she has uh she had a uh, her return at the Royal Rumble this year went viral and they have not done anything with her. There's nothing to do with her right now. Uh well, I mean, they just sat they she hadn't been used. And, yeah. and I think it's stupid to to use that hashtag. For, I mean, it's super cheap heat that'll get her, but it's just I think stupid. And I, this, I, the match itself even, the Naomi defeats Lacey Evans, the finish underwhelming as as much as could be and underwhelming easily forget a backslide pin and that just makes the hashtag more relevant to me Mm -hmm. she went for a sliding canadian destroyer though to the outside it didn't really connect with how i assume it was supposed to be but it was still cool Mm-hmm. It kind of makes me wonder if creative was like, oh, I saw AEW do that and everybody popped big time. <laughs> because they, they did back-to-back weeks uh, uh, Canadian Destroyer spots in AEW uh, two weeks ago last week that, hmm. were, that were annoying. but <laughs> Interesting. But backstage, Otis and Mandy were uh, walking and talking. Mandy brought up how they haven't really been on a date in quite some time. And how she booked a barbecue joint for some all-you-can-eat meat, which is like, hell yeah, God bless you. <laughs> she told them to go get ready, and they'll meet back. And Sonya Deville, creepy, lurking in the background, comes back from commercial break to see Mandy Rose getting ready. And Sonya Deville attacks her. They had totally. those technical difficulty things again, by the way, that kind of seemed like hackerish, But I don't know if that's like... If they're huh. doing that, even I don't know. One thing, so one thing I didn't like about this was the cut, and then the cut back to them. Meaning what? Like they cut away, and then they cut back to Charlie backstage. Oh, after the attack. Yeah, yeah. Like they cut away from them to well, commentary. Yeah, and that they commentary was, threw right back over to them. That was weird. Yeah, but Sonya Deville cuts Mandy's hair off. I mean, dude, when that really... when those buzzers went off, I, I was like, oh. <laughs> I legit like I, I Brandon's Brandon's worst enemy. I mean, kind of, but I legit like got like my heart like, I was like, no <laughs> way, is that about to happen? <laughs> but I mean, officials... it like she, she took a good amount of hair. It looks like she went yeah, but like I have to... on one side. I know I wouldn't say completely like that short, but I have to assume women have the extensions anyway. That's true. That's true. But uh, well, now that she has them cut, I guess she won't have them in, or it'll just be a, a shoulder length hair or whatever. Yeah. Well, but, then uh, yeah, the yeah, official I... stopped it, and with Kayla talking about it, Miz and Morrison came into the picture. To, like, like, poke fun at it. Tucker chased them off, so I'm assuming next week we're going to see Miz and Morrison, Morrison, which, thank God, Hey, Hey, Hey is finally on iTunes, their their newer single. Or you're going to see Tucker versus Morrison. Yeah, that's, or, yeah, something like that, or we could just see Miz and Morrison versus Otis and Tucker. Because Otis was very distracted. But yes, yes, Otis was focused on... Mandy. Yeah, so. so so that's why I'm saying Tucker. Right yeah, that guy. Then the main event of the evening saw Bailey defeat Nikki Cross to retain the SmackDown Women's Championship. I uh, I don't know if you noticed this or not. I still I don't know if this even happened. Sasha Banks came out. Was she wearing glasses? 
Yes. <laughs> I tweeted out, I was like, yo, if Mattel wants to make a new street gear Sasha Banks, she better come with those glasses. And then after that tweet went out, no glasses. <laughs> and I wasn't sure if I was like, and I yeah. like I rewound it and I still couldn't really tell if they were glasses or not. I'm almost positive she had glasses on. <laughs> and, like, I couldn't see any glasses. I don't think she had pockets or anything. I don't know where they went. But uh, after th- this match was a good match, the uh, the crossbody that Nikki Cross hit and then pin uh, into the pin that uh, on Bailey, and then it got reversed into a pin and then a small package, I thought for sure she was about to win off that small package. Oh, I didn't think that Cross was... About to win. Like, going into the match, I was like, yeah, obviously Bailey's going to retain. But then she yeah. hit that crossbody pin, gets mm-hmm. reversed into a pin, and then gets a reversal into another pin. I thought for sure. That that was it. But afterwards, uh, Alexa Bliss, she kind of like, she she's like comforting Nikki Cross. Nikki Cross pushes her to the ground, storms off, lights go out. I thought it was about to be some hacker gimmick. Completely forgot about the sounds and the the effects. We no, haven't seen it. We really? have not seen that in such a long time. And the red once, light comes on. The fiend is I, there. Wait, you really didn't catch, like, once it went, you didn't catch it at all? Not until the fiend appeared, honestly. No way. I, I just completely forgot wow. about the fiend's appearance and how that happened. That's, that's so crazy that he hasn't <laughs> been on TV um, doing that in – probably a little bit of time already right yeah it's probably over yeah probably over a month and you already forgot what that entrance is yeah and i thought i well because i'm sure you're not alone and i thought because the 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 technical difficulty stuff that happened with mandy and sonia i thought it was going to be some sort of hacker thing happening oh man right away i heard that first like shutdown sound and i'm like oh no yeah, I don't know why I should have been in that same boat, but I didn't. Yeah, but if you thought that way, I'm sure there's so many other people out there that thought the same way that you did, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm sure you're not alone. So I just find it interesting that that's all it took was a little bit of time and you didn't even recognize the entrance. But this was interesting because at first I was just like thinking, I'm like, oh, no, it was supposed to be this is supposed to be Liv Morgan right now. Because no, no, I no. thought that uh, he's getting to Braun Strowman. Yeah, that's where it made like to myself. I'm like, I want it to be maybe him converting uh, this person. Well, that's what so I'm, I'm thinking. Like, I'm thinking maybe we're going to see some sort of mixed tag or something. Well, I mean, now at this point, who knows because of what happened. But I was going to say maybe Liv Morgan does debut or, or return as a, a follower of sorts. But now, are we going to see Alexa Bliss following? I don't think so. I don't think we're going to see that. I think she's just going to be off of TV for a bit now. Maybe. So that's that's my mentality. I was just like, maybe he's about to kind of coerce her into join, like aligning himself uh, that her with him. So that's why I was just like, I hope I wish it was Liv Morgan. But then once he uh, went for the mandible claw, I'm like, oh. <laughs> Dude, I, I like the, I like the lead up to it too. Yeah, because that's I literally thought the end was just gonna be that where he's like kind of like staring yeah, at her and like playing with her hair or whatever. 
And then, like, you see him, like, just slowly bring his claw, like, to her face. And then he stalls there. And you're like, okay, is it going to cut? And then it doesn't cut. And he just goes right into the claw. Yeah. And overall, I thought it was a, a very shocking moment, I would say. Because you don't see men doing that to women on TV, on, on WWE, really. No. Um, I I loved it. Now, the thing is, is you got to follow up. So I'm assuming next week Braun's going to be appearing and then probably get interrupted by uh, Bray Wyatt, um, Firefly Funhouse. But, I mean, what was the involvement with Alexa Bliss in the swap match, though? It, it wasn't – to my understanding, it wasn't Alexa Bliss. It was mind games of Bray Wyatt. So with that being said – what if the mind games become a reality? Well, the, like outside very of the much swap. so. Very much so is a reality because Alexa Bliss got taken out with the medical claw. Yeah. And clearly Braun Strowman, that's, he, he, that's something that's going to get to Braun Strowman. The Fiend took out something that he knows Braun Strowman likes. Yeah. So. It's... It's going to be very interesting. I hope that we see a female align themselves with uh, The Fiend, though. Whether it's Alexa Bliss or Liv Morgan, I really want to see one of them. Well, we uh, only time will tell, but that's SmackDown. Now, uh, I guess it's time to ask, uh, hey, Chris, got a match of the week? Chris's match of the week. Chris's match of the week. All right, match of the week this week. It has been hot here on Long Island. So anyway, Mark Brain here, thinking about a heat wave. Going back to heat wave, 1998. Uh, two guys that had amazing chemistry in the ring together. Masato Tanaka versus Mike Awesome. Oh, yeah. Um, even yeah, heck yes. Even uh, their matches, they had that one night stand where uh, Joey Styles went on like a full shoot. Oh my god, my phone just went off, um, which was awesome. So go check that out. It's on the network. Um, and Brandon, who are you shouting out? I'm Louie Anderson. Survey says Brandon shoutouts. The first shoutout goes to Regis Philbin, who unfortunately passed away last week at the age of 88. Uh, he's a legend of television and always brought a smile to my face. He spoke very highly of pro wrestling, and it's awesome. I love when, when outside industry people put wrestling over. It was always enjoyable to see him interact with wrestlers on his on his show. Uh, Jim Cornette and Yokozuna have a great uh, segment. Rick Rude and Bobby Heenan. Undertaker, Paul Bearer, Sting, Bret Hart, Stone Cold. There's so many. John Cena. Um, and, I mean, just to tie it into WWE, he conducted backstage interviews and did commentary for the main event of WrestleMania 7, which was Hogan versus Slaughter. Um, he, yeah, our, our thoughts and condolences go out to his family and friends. It was nice to see WWE pay tribute to him on Monday Night Raw. And, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll miss hearing Regis's voice. I'm Regis Fildon. I'm Regis Fildon. That, that day, I, I played Who Wants to Be a Millionaire on my Alexa device. He does, he, well, he had do nothing it. to do with it, but it was just, I, I found it to be a weird coincidence. <laughs> the principle of the thing. It was a weird coincidence. He used to host Who Wants to Be a Billionaire. So, ah, just filling. Yeah. Uh, next shout out is going to Paige, uh, Lindsay Dorado, Peyton Royce. Uh, I know it's 
it's weird, but uh, Paige and Lince Dorado, they're on Twitch. They they actually talk to the fans. I know AJ Styles is is as uh, on Twitch as well and does that. I thought he's on Mixer. I uh, I think he's on Twitch now because Mixer's dead. Oh really? They killed Mixer. I blew up on Mixer. One day that was it, and now Mixer's dead. It's it's now Facebook gaming. You killed it, Brandon. It's going to be Facebook you gaming it with a lethal dose of poison. <laughs> yeah, so. Uh, it, it's cool to, to interact with wrestlers on that level, I guess. Paige's uh, chat is only for subs, so you have to actually sub to her to chat, but people gift subs. I was gifted a sub for, for her channel, so. Wow. Uh, and then Peyton Royce has a YouTube channel. Uh, back-to-back weeks, I thought her video with her husband, Sean Spears, and Billy Kay have been absolutely hilarious. This week they did a nose and... and eye blind taste test and at okay. one point <laughs> uh peyton royce gave billy k a spoonful of parsley flakes to try and billy k goes to put it in her mouth and like like exhales a little bit <laughs> and the the parsley flakes went everywhere i was i was it, watching that video i was crying it was so funny so definitely check out their twitches check out their youtube pages um, and then the last shout out, you mentioned it at the way beginning of the show, you had to know a hundred percent, a shout out was going to Taylor Swift's new album, Folklore. Um, it's a, it, it is a really good album. It's an alternative genre for the first time for Taylor Swift. So, and it's crazy still that, uh, she released an album less than a year later after Lover was released. Um, and it's also... It's weird to hear Taylor Swift cursing in this album. Oh, there's cursing in this album, eh? Yeah. There's oh, a lot wow. of cursing, but uh But yeah, those are my shout outs. Now it's time for our Our is right our mark out moment of the week uh, if dave was here i think all three of us there has to be just one has i to have be... a whole bunch of i have a whole bunch of mark outs this week oh yeah i thought just one was gonna be matt cardona making his aew debut i mean that's that's the big one for jim the week, absolutely jim ross even bringing up how uh matt cardona is an action figure expert or something like that later yeah. on in the show yeah, those action figures get released uh, Monday. Yeah, Walmart. I, I liked uh, yeah. also Jr. saying, uh, "Well, he looks a lot different since I've seen him last." He looks fantastic. Yeah, great. And show. I love the people on Twitter and like social media, like, "Yep, Roy Ryder, Roy Ryder," and he's caught. And if you follow him, he said that he's you know really delved into his diet. And he's put, you know, in quarantine and stuff like that. He's put on 15 extra pounds because he's, you know, hired a nutritionist to help him. And also, the, you know, the sponsorship of the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast for uh, Eat Right Life for Foods, Eat Right Foods, or whatever it is, probably uh, helps out too. Yeah, but so, uh, what, what other markout moments do you have? Uh, we didn't talk about any, like, we talked about action figures last week. Oh, yes, and yes, the 100%. All new yeah. wave of more action figures, including they're doing an edge from my favorite match of all time from WrestleMania 22, Edge versus McFoley. So that's awesome. You know, um, WWE was going to be releasing new images every single day last week. 
and one day didn't release images because they goofed and released it twice on one day. Oh, man. But, but yeah, I there mean, were a lot of like... awesome figures there. I popped uh, Ringside Collectibles, I believe, has an exclusive uh, Elite Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt, which the prototype images looks really terrible, but they had somewhat better now images of the figure where it doesn't look like it's completely painted on this the the sweater vest but um he comes they could with, have done cloth goods for it but you know what are you gonna do oh uh, well i i don't know i'm not a big fan of cloth goods on figures but they uh he comes with all the uh the firefly funhouse characters so that's really cool and they they switch off and, the hands and you can put them on his hands and then apparently the boxes are is a diorama yeah, you could pull so it apart and have it the, up. the Fireflies Funhouse set. Yeah, so, I mean, that was awesome. And then also, too, not even that, the the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast are getting, like, five different types of figures and variants to it. Yeah, with those is, uh, those old-school-style figures. The, the, what, the Galoobs, right? If I'm not mistaken? I'm not sure. I, I wasn't around for... they. I, I believe you based off of the, the AWA figures, right? The Remco, Remco's, that's what it is. Bam. Um, yeah, so that's uh, pretty dope. Uh, and but I, I know I had a bunch of other stuff too, but I digress. Um, and that is our episode 495 of Mark Now Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Thank you very much for listening this week. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe. Follow us on all of our social media, uh, facebook.com slash markingout, twitter.com slash markingout, YouTube and Instagram.com slash markingout11. Buy our merchandise at prowrestlingtees.com slash markingout. Oh, yeah, I got the new Zack Ryder shirt last night. The second it went up, uh, I, I saw the post saying, new shirt available. I'm like, yep, got to do it. I'm not a fan uh, of his new shirts, though. Me- I like them. I like them. I love the color, everything like that. Um, Zach Ryden, say Zach Ryden, Matt Cardone, excuse me. Um, it's and going to be difficult. It's Facebook.com. I said that already. Oh, I lost my train of thought. Mother Insta- of Instagram.com slash out 11 YouTube.com slash out 11 ProRetsLikTees.com slash out. Wear a mask. Yeah, BTTG161, Chris Sween Dog, Dave the Rave underscore MO, at MarkingOut. MarkingOut.com. We, we wish you. The The best of luck in your future endeavors. Have a fantastic time.